You are now listening to the sound of sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. And today we are doing another episode of this month in 1984. That's right, folks. It's December in 1984. And we have another fan-collated episode for you. These are topics from the culture that our fans over on Discord, which you can access through patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity, have compiled so that we can talk about them. They said we must talk about these things. And so we are going to proceed to do so. But you might be wondering who we are. Well, I'm Nathan. No one always gets me. It never turns off. It's got a stupid setting. I'm sorry, folks. Sorry for the waste of your time. I'm Nathan. I'm your humble and obedient host. We've got Ben, the preacher who's the teacher of sanity. Hello. And Ben, you've been chopping that bit to introduce... (laughs) I bit down on that bit. Yeah, you bit down on that chomp. I'll tell you one guy who's not a chomp at all. The guy, the guy that you're about to, <laughs> to introduce. <laughs> this is my favorite bit of the show. <laughs> I like to chop down on this bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Pastor <laughs> Jake Pencil. He's the pastor who's a master of sanity. How are we doing, Jake? Fine. All right, folks. Folks, if you'd like to pay us to burn Nathan's soundboard, <laughs> go to warwarmedia.com forward slash give and give your donation in the amount of $1.52. If we get at least one donation of $1.52, we will burn Nathan's soundboard. I defy whoever's keeping track of these donations to see that and to burn my very expensive soundboard. <laughs> that is why you fail. Folks, it's December in 1984. 1984. $19.84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $19.84. Yeah. If we get 100 people to do that, then we'll burn my soundboard. How about that? No, they don't want to burn my soundboard. I'll start I'll doing... tell you what. If we get one donation... For one thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say we get ten donations. Yeah, ten donations for one thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars. <laughs> How's that? What What happens if we do that? We burn your soundboard. If we get ten donations for nineteen dollars and eighty-four cents, or no, one thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars. <laughs> one thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars. That makes sense. All right. I wish I had a cha-ching. I don't think I have a cha-ching. I have Hans Zimmer. Got some something labeled monster kill. I don't know what that is. Monster kill. It's a guy saying monster kill. It's a guy saying monster kill. And why wouldn't it be? It's evocative. It is evocative. It invokes this guy. Like 
watching monsters kill each other. Yep, yep, yep. It's it's like a great painting or work of art. Right. It evokes something real. I've got dun dun dun. That's the one that Kevin Spacey used on his. Remember those videos after Kevin Spacey was Kevin DeGrace Seed? He released those weird videos where he pretended to be his character from House of Cards and was sitting in front of a fireplace and did like a couple minutes of shtick and then that internet sound would play. You guys have no no memory of this? I have memory of that sort of thing happening, but I don't remember that little sting. Huh. No, yeah, he he used it was either that one or No, it wasn't that one. It was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. It was very Strange. Harvey Weinstein ain't releasing no videos where he sits in front of a fire playing characters and then an internet dun 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 sting comes out. Hmm. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> because he's in jail. All right, guys. I'm sorry that we're through the part of the show that no one cares or that everyone cares about. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking for. Now we got to get to the December in 1984. The stuff. rest of the show will become more of a dystopian wasteland to mirror what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like poor Mad Max. The first movie, he's kind of in a world that you recognize, but by Mad Max Fury Road, it's just a dystopian wasteland. So December 20, basically people drop things into our Discord and we talk about them. So starting with this one, Married Men. Broke Republican, this was in the recent election, married men broke Republican by 20 points. Married women broke Republican by 14 points. Unmarried women or men broke Republican by seven points. Unmarried woman, women broke Democrat by a whopping 37 points. What do you guys think about that? Sky is blue. Grass is green. Unmarried, untethered Women are impressionable and are the target of the Democrats and did what they've been doing for a long time now. Yep. Yep. Unmarried, untethered women also feel incredibly unsafe. And so they want big daddy government to protect them. And so they are very vulnerable to the government's big governmentitis. Anything else to say about that story, gentlemen? No. All right. Second story. Also put in by our biggest fan. By our big, biggest fan. Big thanks to to Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting. All right. Montana referendum number 131 requires <laughs> medical care for infants born alive. I'm sure many people saw this story. So yeah. basically, well, there were some other states besides Montana, wasn't it? Like three or four states? I don't remember. But basically, they had a referendum on the ballot and it said this was the language requires medical care to be provided to infants who are born alive including after an attempted abortion 52.4 percent of people voted no they did not want infants who are born alive Mm -hmm. including after an attempted abortion to get medical care and 47.6 percent voted yes it's pretty horrific yeah i guess that brings us back to the age-old debate of whether well it's not age-old it's very new because the problem is new is our country stupid and just doesn't understand what these things mean or are people just brutally desensitized and evil and they're like yeah i understand they're killing babies and i really don't care i mean yes and yes yeah all right (laughs) oh man i don't know what else to say about that it's how about this one this one's posted by another huge fan of ours jake his name is jake 
we promised folks there really is a Discord, <laughs> and then we really do have people. It's not just like a facade that we prop up. It's all our biggest fans, Ben, Nixon, or Jake. No, no, no. There really is one, and most of these things that are posted in here are, are by people who are not us. Canada. You just can- have to get through the first four. Yeah, you just have to get through the way. We see something interesting. We want to post it. So Canada is expanding their assisted suicide law to the um, medic- ment- mentally ill. Yep. Yep. So they can apply for assisted suicide on the basis of a mental disorder. Absolutely. I'm depressed. Yes. Let me kill myself using the MAID service, which is the acronym for it. It's MAID. M-A-I-D. Yeah. Yep. Medical assistance in dying. Yeah. It's really horrifying. And you can, I mean, anybody could say that they have a mental illness, right? Like, you'd just be like, yeah, I'm traumatized by things that happened to me, or I'm depressed. And then they yep. okay. All right. Well, that was all really depressing. Here's another one from our good fan, Jake. Elon Musk is, this is a specific tweet from Elon Musk, but I guess we could just talk about the ongoing saga yeah, I mean, this one was just—I just put funny. it in there because it was funny, and it was just Elon. He's made some firings at this point after his takeover, right? And he's making jokes about their immense talent that'll, of course, be of great use somewhere else. I thought it was funny. It was funny. Yep. What do you guys think about Twitter under Elon Musk thus far, and and what everything he's been doing? There might be some stories that have been dropped into this Discord feed later that apply yeah, to Yeah, we too. have to come back to it later. Okay, let's come back to it. We'll save it because I think we're going to have some more. All right, here's an article that our good friend Seth, who you'll note is not me, Jake, or Ben, posted. This is called Pluralism Has Life in It Yet. And oh, is this one of those David French? It's a David French thing. Yeah, yeah okay. David French joint. So maybe there's a listener out there that doesn't know who David French is. Does somebody want to? Say who David French is. He's an idiot. Yep. <laughs> Used to be a respected Christian commentator, conservative. No more. No more. Yeah. There's a whole thing. I mean, he's one of those guys that's always kind of tried to split the difference, but uh, yeah, I'm conservative, but I want to be but in actually, the dialogue with everybody. Yeah. He's, and he's just, it's like how Aaron Sorkin writes conservatives, like some of the heroes of like that, like that stupid. What's the show that had the YouTube scene that everybody loves with Jeff Bridges or whatever and all that stuff? The Aaron Sorkin show. It's a really f- famous scene that I know the scene, but yeah. I don't remember. I don't the know show. the oh, newsroom. Yeah, yeah. And he's a conservative, quote unquote, <laughs> except for any time the show brings up any hot button issue, be it abortion, be it immigration, be it anything like that. He always ends up compassionately saying, "Oh well, I guess we should go along with whatever the Aaron Sorkin liberal point of view is." And is ridiculous. That's David French. David French is an Aaron Sorkin character. And that's not a compliment. And he's not like the super smart Aaron Sorkin character that always has a quip. He's, he's, <laughs> like, uh, he's like an Aaron Sorkin villain almost. Okay. So, and yeah, he said a bunch of stuff about how the Respect for Marriage Act was actually a triumph for... Pluralism. Pluralism, which is apparently a good thing, which is lame and wrong. I don't know what else to say about it. Not hearing a lot of crosstalk on that one. So let's move on to, maybe we'll come back. That one might have more articles in here too. So now next we have a article that's at least been disseminated here by Not The Bee, although I bet it didn't originate with them. 
who says that a Christian family ended up giving birth to two twins who had been conceived nearly 30 years ago. This is an IVF story. This is an IVF story. These are, yeah. They're children that are older than their parents. That's right. That's the story. They're children who have been rescued from the freezers and who were conceived before the parents were born. That's insane. I mean, imagine being 10 years old and realizing that in God's economy and truth, you were 40 years old. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very strange. Now, ben, I don't remember. Do you know how long your, I guess you'd probably do know how long your upcoming or your twins that are in your wife's womb have were not in her womb? I, I can't remember. But not, not anywhere near 30 years. I'm no, sure. not anywhere near 30 years. Probably no. within 10, right? Within 10, I'm, I'm almost certain. But I feel... Shame for not knowing that when you ask, so. Well, that's the kind of thing that I would forget, too, actually. Well, in any case, we live in a crazy dystopian world, and that brings us to our next article, which is on a Club Q, Club Q shooting suspect. Oh, yeah, this story, this story that totally disappeared. Yeah, it disappeared as soon as. Went down the memory uh, hole. So there's a uh, gay nightclub got shot up, and... That was a great big story until we discovered that the suspect was itself mm-hmm. non-binary, and then whoop. So he just disappeared. Disappeared. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Okay. Innocent mistake. Innocent mistake. Yeah. Whoops. I dropped it down the memory hole. Now, our good friend Ben posted this next one. China has erupted in evolution. There's doings a happening in China, right? Yeah. Revolution. Yeah. Revolution. Not an evolution. Yeah. Did I say rev- evolution? I meant revolution. Yeah. It's the most craziness. It's the most demonstrations. It's the most widespread, extreme demonstrations, public protests in China since 1989 in Tiananmen Square. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm just going to tell our listeners what happened. So Jake had the age-old dilemma. He wanted... <laughs> a piece of candy from a box that he had to open. And it was the age-old dilemma of, do you open it really slowly in order to try and like let Ben talk and not interrupt, or do you just rip it off? And I think the philosophy generally always has to be rip it off. Which is what I did. Which is what you did. But you, you thought maybe you could get away with a I, slow I did. I did opening. for half a second, and I realized I couldn't. And then you ripped it off. I waited, and then I... Ripped it off, yeah. and then you ripped it off. If you're no, ever, I'm leaving the lid off now. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you guys are pastors. We've all done stuff up front at church. If you if you're at church and and you want to be kind to the people, or if you're at any kind of performance event or a play or anything, don't open your bag of chips over ninety seconds. Just rip it open. I mean, better yet, don't bring a loud bag of chips to to Sunday morning service. <laughs> But, you know, who hasn't been on a Sunday morning with a bag of barbecue lays that you just have to get into or or whatever it is? Cough drops. Open it fast. That's protocol. So, Ben. Yeah. Does this smell right to you? Because it doesn't smell right to me. It hasn't smelled right the whole time. What's that? What do you mean? The everything that we've seen with the China stuff. I've not even bought or been ready fully to buy the idea that this is, in fact, the biggest protests since Tiananmen Square. We got all the images we would want, including a Tiananmen Square image. Did you watch the video in 
in Discord. It's a really I did, long. I didn't watch, no, because it was really long. Uh, so maybe I should have, but I had a long conversation not long after with a Chinese pastor about this, and I'm just, I've just been suspicious. So maybe you have, I know that your wife was a missionary in China for a while, and maybe you have perspective I don't have, but I get the sense that, I don't know, man, we don't, we don't see, we tend to see what they want us to see. And also it was coupled with the news that these, the hotspots were right near Apple factories. And now there are going to be delays in iPhone shipments. And so it's just like all kinds of stuff. Like there's pressure on Apple to drop Twitter from the app store. There's, there's this, this political and financial and economic pressures that go in multiple directions. And I, I've just sort of been like, oh, man. Like, I, I still don't understand. Like, is there a definite alternate theory? Like, why would this? Not uh, that I know of. Why I would just the CCP well, like, want this? Okay, so let me let me just comment for a second. This was, I, res- I got, what I posted in Discord is this long video of these guys, American guys, who comment on China, apparently lived there for a long time. Um, it was sent to me by a missionary friend who's in Taiwan who was like, major things are happening and this doesn't happen. And we don't know what the outcome will be. We hope it will be. Good, but we have no idea. Obviously, he's concerned with the future independence and freedom of Taiwan. From She's, Taiwan is another like question that I had. Taiwan and Hong Kong were another question I had. I, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, all I'll say is that these guys seemed credible. I didn't look into them, but they were talking with insider knowledge, it seemed to me, and showing clip after clip after clip after clip of all these different places and demonstrations, and saying that what's happening is that little bits of these protests are getting out before government jammers arrive to shut down the internet in that area, and that stuff can no longer go out on social media. So, so what what we get is here's a blip, and then radio silence because the government can jam, can jam. They send in vehicles to stop the internet. But what they were saying is the evidence is that it's incredibly widespread. It is going on all over. It seems somehow coordinated or, but maybe viral would be a better word. And it's broadcast on all the mainstream American news networks. So we've seen videos on like CNN and. Yeah. Of people saying down with the Communist Party and down with. Yeah. And showing, showing videos of these protests in China, mm-hmm. which is largely the context that I've seen these things in is like CNN reporting on these massive protests happening in China across all of China. I don't really have much else to say. I mean, my wife didn't react like this must be a government scam. There Yeah, I'm not I'm just I guess I've I don't know, suspicious enough to I want to be hopeful. I yeah. just, I just don't want to be too I mean, the Arab Spring was a thing that was supposed to happen too. I've been thinking about the Arab Spring this whole time. Well, it's, all, it's always an interesting question of why, like what sparks these things. People live in absolute servitude for a long time. Yeah. And then suddenly they don't. And it's not that it doesn't happen. It does happen. But. Well, I mean, these guys were saying, eh, we're not going to try to give you a theory as to the spark. But one of the sparks is the COVID stuff in people being locked into their apartments for a hundred days at a time, being starved to death sometimes, 
because of lockdowns and the zero COVID policy, and that there's just enough exposure to other countries and what they're doing and how they're not. Actually, they don't actually have zero COVID policies. Right. So World Cup, people in China are watching World Cup, World Cup right. and guitar, and they're like, hey. Yeah, there are all kinds of theories like that. Yeah. I mean, so that's what these these guys in the video said, except maybe they were a little earlier than some of the other news sources. I don't know. That's all. I got. I got no other thoughts or speculations. But China needs, I mean, I don't know. The church in China needs our prayers. I. It's not as though it's not as though any real threat to the power of the Communist Party has been established, and maybe that's where it's like. Even if this this is this is all legit, they're legit. Like down with the Communist Party. What's going to happen? What are they going right. to actually do? Well, I, if if I were the Communist Party, I would wait until things die down a little, and then I would disappear as many people as needed. Or maybe I mean. So, I mean, we could spend all day speculating sure. about possibilities, but if you're making economic, if what you want is leverage, leverage to get what you want, right? Whether or not these are, these protests could be everything from a truly viral revolutionary spirit rising up in China to a staged PSYOP or anything in between or any combination of, of things, right? Like all of those possibilities, I think are probably on the table and I don't know that we can... I don't know that I could know. Maybe there are people, maybe the people in this video could know, you know, have a better sense of things, but I don't know that I could know what's what. If that were the case, like if you wanted, say, if you wanted America or if you wanted the West to back off on on your oppression of your own population or to back off of Taiwan or to back off of Hong Kong, one way that you could do it is threaten Apple, threaten Tesla threatened any number of major companies that are going to hurt a Western economy already in recession, right? And, you know, you've got then Apple going to, or, you know, whoever going to with their lobbying arm to the United States government saying, we need to let China suppress this revolution because we need our iPhones. Or we need to let China get away with whatever's happening in Taiwan because we need our iPhones. Or we need, maybe I should... Whatever. I, I don't know. And I'm not saying any of those things are true. I'm just saying, like, you can imagine all kinds of possible scenarios and it, it, it engage in all kinds of potential conspiracy theories. I just think that there's, we saw those videos of people early on in COVID just falling down, right? Mm -hmm. Hyper dramatic videos mm -hmm. that look ridiculous and silly to us now. But we saw what they wanted us to see. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know. Mm. What is it that they that they want us to see? Why is it being broadcast on the major news networks? What is being allowed out on purpose? What's getting out anyway? Why is it all? I just don't know what the answer to that is. And that was mm -hmm. basically the kind of conversation I had with this Chinese pastor. He was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Like we're we're all talking about this, and none of us know what to think. But all of us basically agree that they have the power, actually." to keep this stuff from getting out. Mm -hmm. so there, yeah, so the videos that we get, there's something going on or something going on with, you know, within... Are you sure uh, that they have that much control? No, over... I'm not sure. I don't know anything. Because th these guys... I'm just telling you that that's the, sen that's the sentiment or sense that I got from the Chinese pastor I talked to from huh. him and among the Chinese people in his church. And maybe they've been browbeaten into believing that, right? Maybe they've been browbeaten into believing that 
that if they're seeing stuff like this, it's got to be because we played into their hands somehow. Or the yeah, it, but yeah. and I don't, I don't. Okay, well, that, I've said I, all along. I don't, I don't know that how I would know one way or another. I just yeah. know, like, you talk to some people, and it's like, well, obviously, great things are happening. You talk to other people, and they're like, it's an op, like it's a plan, it's a ploy, and don't believe anything that you see out of China ever because you only see what they want you to see. And I don't know how to distinguish between the two or where the truth lies. I mean, these guys, now I'm interested to look back at this YouTube news show that I found and know what these guys' pedigree is. Because their their frame would have been, China can't control everything. It just shuts, it, it has massive control, but it right. can't stop everything from getting out. And that's why we get, sometimes we get little videos and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. And so that was their frame. It's like, well, people, people can get something out, but then it will be shut down. Right. And that will be all you get. And you won't know what else happened after that. We did get a fairly steady stream of COVID videos during COVID of the the camps. And And we got a fairly steady stream of these videos, at at least for that little window of period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that that was their their take as people who are anti-communist, pro-China. I think one of them married a Chinese wife or whatever. Anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't have that level of expertise. My wife didn't seem to find it implausible, which is interesting because she was a missionary there for seven, eight years, not too long ago. Implausible that... It, it, implausible that, that such videos would be able to make it out. That thing and the thing. I mean, I, I, could, I, could, I could ask her what kind of control, I mean, the part, level of control. Part, part of the had. conversation I had with the Chinese pastor was the framing and the narrative, right? But even that conversation, you know, we ended up going around in circles because he was like, the whole framing in the narrative are the Chinese people want their freedom and this is their moment. And that's not how Chinese people think. And I said, yeah, but if you were selling it to Americans, you would reframe it the way that Americans think, right? Like if you were trying to make it hit for Americans, you might just reframe it more in terms of, you know, the, the American revolutionary spirit instead of what, that doesn't mean it's not revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, but actually we just kind of went around about, about, yeah. the, about this kind of thing. Like the image, the images of Tiananmen Square and stuff like that. He's like, it's just like calculated. Like, what would you, what would you do if you were going to sell to Americans or to the West a revolution in China? You would you would have to include a Tiananmen Square thing. You'd have to include this. You'd have to include language of, you know, and this is yeah. part of like the whole like, oh man, like it's turtles all the way down. How do we how do we parse this? Yeah, which is a hard thing to process because it, that sort of thinking just makes you leads you to a point where the more something obviously seems to tr- be true, the more it obviously must be staged or fake. And that's just not helpful. I, I think usually the simplest answer is the right answer, even in a world. Occam's razor, that crap. Yeah, Occam's razor is true. If a bunch of things are happening that make it look like something, then it's probably that thing. But that being said, how many conspiracy theories have just been proven true over the last? I mean, this the whole conspiracy angle fits my conception of China, which is as a nation that, in a Sun Tzu art of war kind of way, want us to think of them as poor, want us to think of them as unstable, want us to think of them as behind, when in fact, none of those things may, may be the case. Yeah. And then you extrapolate that to our 
sort of weird pro-China democratic media. And it's like, well, the obvious conspiracy seems to be that they all want us to think that China's much less of a threat than they actually are. Than they actually are. And this sort of narrative actually plays to that. Oh, they're it's revolution. It's just it's not stable. They can't like that that's that's kind of what they want us to. Um, yeah, and maybe it's as as long as we're pulling these theories, maybe Apple was like, oh, we're making, we have sh- production shortages. <laughs> Let's spin it into a good thing. <laughs> right. I mean, this is all kinds of like, mm. you just don't like, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. But, but yeah, it plays I, so much into the... The stereotypes, but I, I think Oxen Brazer is still useful, even at this late, convoluted, perverted, horrible date in our world of 1984. I mean, the reason we're having this conversation is because it's 1984, right? right? Like Exactly. Nothing, yeah. you can't, can't ever really be fully sure that things are what they seem to be. Mm. Well, this this might be one for further discussion down the road, and I'd be interested to hear if your wife has more of a take later on. Yeah, I'm going to talk with her some more. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Did we mention about those the, the IVF thing? Oh, the IVF the Babies thing. born? Yeah. That they were the oldest ever. We probably said that. I don't right. think we did, but the, no, just yeah. that they're older than their parents. Yeah. No. So the, those are the oldest ever babies born from who were cryo freezed, cryo frozen. That's quite a technological feat for them to actually last that long, right? I suppose it is. I, but no one really knows what the limits of cryopreservation is for embryos. Mm-hmm. It's not known. Throw well, it for Walt so, Disney's so, yes, head. Yes, I mean, it is. But on the other hand, what is, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a Canadian commercial for assisted suicide that's horrible. Yep. Like person on a beach and it's all like beautiful and sunsetty and kind of death is a part of life-ish and gives me the creeps. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Well, it was recorded by somebody who was already dead. <sighs> yeah, it's even worse. By assisted suicide by the time of the video. If I'm if I remember it rightly. I watched it when it was first posted. Creepy stuff. That was a couple of weeks ago, so how far how far behind Canada are we in terms of That's what always we, the question. Yeah. And to my mind what's always been true is that the UK and Canada are about 20 years ahead of us not in terms of what they're actually doing but just in terms of the blatancy with which they do it and in terms of perception. Like you watch 20 years ago if you watched British TV you would see people mocking God and being blasphemous mm-hmm. and being crude in a way that we are now. You watch like old Stephen Fry stuff, comedy shows from 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's like they're nasty in a way that now your Trevor Noah's and stuff are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of assisted suicide in America. That is that is just simply true. We may not call it that. It may just be simply upping that dosage of, what's the word I want? Morphine. Oh, morphine. Or whatever, fentanyl. But they're just like, we're going to make a commercial, how beautiful it is. And we're mostly not quite there yet. But we will be in another 20 years if God doesn't change things. That's my take on that. Yeah. All right, we have a, this this one maybe should have gone in December in the church, but it was in this feed, so I'll handle it here. The University of Cambridge Dean, or a University of Cambridge Dean, claims Jesus could have been transgender i guess he was a junior researcher i think i believe he gave a sermon or a speech in which he yeah he gave a sermon in which he said jesus christ had a trans body 
And a lot of people were horrified by that. As they should be. As they should be. Apparently they left the service shouting heresy. Good for them. Well, it's also really gross. The, the reason that he has a trans body uh, without getting too graphic is because he's he's had wounds. So, so he's had like a spear or, or a nail penetrate him. And so that makes him a female, which is a beautiful uh, picture of female sexuality, uh, first of all. Yeah. And secondly, it's just gross and perverse. And I don't know. We just we live in a an era of David Cronenberg body horror, and it's disgusting. I don't know what else to say about it, besides that Joe Biden's non-binary <laughs> drag queen nuclear oh, waste yeah. guru Sam Brinton, thirty-four, was charged with theft after they were caught on camera stealing a bag from Minneapolis Airport's baggage claim. I think it's pretty funny because I went and I I don't know where. Maybe it was the Daily Mail, but I read an article where they they were just openly taking it on. This dude was openly taking it on, like security footage on security camera, like with cameras and everything rolling, like it was nothing. And I don't know. Maybe I heard some pundit or saw some Twitter thing just commenting on. Yeah, the guy who is in charge of our nuclear waste was careless enough to be caught on video stealing somebody's bags. Like, yeah, amazing. That is amazing. It's all amazing. Everything about it's amazing. It, yeah, it, it, and the deviancy of just the idea that well, we have somebody who's a total pervert in a position, and but they're perversion and, and deviancy doesn't extend anywhere else beyond. Mm. Turns out if you've crossed some lines and seared your conscience that much, you might do very many things like steal airport bags. Speaking of seared consciences, we've got the, uh, how do you say that, that fashion rags? The Balenciaga. Balenciaga scandal. Basically, yeah, I don't this, even want to talk about that, but yeah. Well, we have to. Basically, this high fashion, what do you call it, company released a advertising campaign where they had children holding like teddy, te- bears. teddy bears in bondage gear. Well, no, the children themselves were also in bondage gear in the videos. Yeah. I think if you look, it's actually just kids, like regular-ish kids, but they're holding these teddy bear. I think it was a line of purses or something that this company already released. Like it's not, it wasn't created for the photo shoot. It's like they have this product, which is essentially a teddy bear wearing bondage gear so that's that's his own thing but then they they grabbed some of this product and had these little four or five year old kids told it and there are some other elements that are implied in those photographs that are perverse that we don't really have to go into here but i guess it made the news because what kim kardashian has a deal with that company a lot of high-end celebrities are associated with that company and there was outrage at least among the conservative community and then the liberals came back and said why is QAnon targeting Valenciaga or however you say their name yeah and it was just all more or less it just disappeared really quickly nobody made a deal out of it except for a handful of people on conservative social Hmm. right now I suppose it's worth saying their entire brand is sort of I don't know what the word would be. It's provocative. It's always going to be like these goth emo pictures of like a model and there's like a dumpster on fire and like 
their stores are the kind of stores where the, the, the aesthetic is intentionally sort of ugly and grungy and there's like pipes showing and kind of early 90s grunge. Yeah, and a lot of, there's a lot of abortion and sacrificial imagery to type of... Yeah, there's one image where a model is just like covered in blood, but it's specifically like kind of her, the bottom half of her and yep. stuff like that. So Man. they're really into provocation. This wasn't out of line with their brand. I guess I, obviously that's not me defending it, just putting it in some kind of context, F-W-I-W. So this was horrible. Does anyone have any deep insights about this? No, I mean, Mm-mm. I mean, people are going to want to say, <clears throat> and probably rightly, you're either on the in crowd and the pedophilia stuff is fine and you can get away with whatever you want or you're on the out crowd and nothing's cool and they'll hang you for, they'll hang you for, like uh, I saw today what Kirk Cameron has been banned from public libraries or something ridiculous <laughs> because he has gone to their wanting to read his faith-based pro-family storybook. He's like picked out all the places where they've done drag queen story hours and said, hey, can I read my faith-based family-friendly new children's book in your story hour and been denied and banned from libraries. Wow. It's all part of the plot to groom and destroy our our kids. And if you're pro-family, you're profane. And if you are somebody at Yale who writes articles about how kids should be exposed to LGBTQ sex acts in order to be humanized and made comfortable with deprogrammed from your bigotry, then that's cool. This is another thing that happened. I saw I didn't want to talk about. but Yeah. I saw something about that too on Twitter. I mean, the only thing I would say is, apart from God doing a mighty work in our country, it feels like we're, what, three to seven to ten years out from a real push on the far left to lower age of consent laws. I mean, to the, you're a bigot if you don't like a 13-year-old sleeping with yeah, absolutely. I, I don't see any. I mean, those movements have already been going on for 10, 20 years. Right, Do but they're quickly and, mainstreaming now. Yeah, and here, I'll just find. It's going to be more common to call pedophiles maps, minor attracted persons. Yeah. And the problem is if they do away with pedophilia, what are they going to accuse us of? But I'm, I'm sure they could still figure something out. Here's a direct quote from this queer theorist at Yale. Quote, when parents or people ventriloquizing parent when parents or people ventriloquizing parents oppose public indecency at pride on the grounds that it may upset children, the opposite is more likely the case. Their children might like it, and that upsets the parents, not the children. What is the presumptive harm if a child happens upon a guy sporting a chest harness or sees an adult's butt cheeks or even an adult's genitals or breasts? Would such children necessarily feel violated, or might adults be feeling violated on their behalf? Might the child be as likely to respond with curiosity? And then it goes on from there, and it's just horrible, disgusting. Like, actually, we should we should call people to perform these acts sex in front of children because it will it'll normalize the behavior and the it'll make the kids less bigoted. That's horrific. In in that's Yale. So, yeah, university is always just a little bit behind or bef- <laughs> the ahead of. Mm-hmm. The artists and the artists, of course, are just a little bit ahead of the culture at large. Man. Woohoo. Well, we got one more article here. 
Elon Musk releases the Twitter files. How Twitter collaborated to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story. This ongoing developing thing. There's more stuff coming out today, I think. Jack's calling on Elon to just release it all at once. And it's not not interesting, but also it's just the confirmation of what everybody's kind of known for yep. a long time now. But really the only place to get your information on it is from Twitter. Right. Because it's not being covered anywhere else. Yeah. Well, our news media sucks. <laughs> and in the last half hour, Elon's confirmed that data has been hidden and deleted from the Twitter files since they started. I'm sure you guys saw the, the FBI agent guy that just got yep. fired that was working for them. Yeah, and he was vetting things. Yeah, and, he's, he's and kind of this, hiding things this as it was going on, as it was being. And that's part of why Jack has been saying you should have dumped it all at once instead of releasing it slow, slow trickle to the mm-hmm. a couple of uh, sources. Yeah, well, that guy's pretty fun to read about in a sick sort of way. He's like this Zelig figure that just appears in all these different contexts he, he kind of pops up when you're the steel dossier these different places jim baker yeah. jim baker yeah he's just this shady character that kind of you can play six degrees of separation with him and a lot of shady stuff of the mm-hmm. last few years okay well i feel like this was a particularly depressing episode of december in 1984 and i feel like this episode if we don't do anything will come out christmas week Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year. And a happy new year. Hey, things change fast. That's what I always think. Things change pretty fast. Sometimes for the better. Oftentimes for the worse. Maybe it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets a whole lot better. But things do change fast. 20 years, 50 years, not a long time, actually. Even even in the scope of one person's lifetime. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just my my constant reference point for these things is the book of the books of Kings and the books of Chronicles in the Bible, where it's just like you'll have five, ten years of a terrible king and everybody's worshiping idols, and then a good king will come along, smash all the idols. Israel will be blessed for a little while, and then they'll become fat and lazy and complacent. It's just like each new generation comes with its own stuff we have this idea that we're just like fixed in history and all the sort of sweep of history is sweeping us in one direction but actually and that is true to some extent but i actually think another good read of history is that things kind of zigzag all the time based on what god is doing and how people are responding so that's my two cents and if you want to give at least two cents to this podcast you can go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity I don't, we're recording this episode many weeks out. I don't know how our campaign is doing right now, but please do support this podcast. We do need, or, and Warhorn Media in general. As of this recording, we are one third of the way to having all of our needs met. I think if we had 50 more people. Yeah, at the current rate of giving, 50 more people is all we need. All we need. So I hope that that is considerably less by the time you hear this, but I'm sure we can It's still- only a fraction of the people listening to this show right now. Yeah. And so then, just consider yourself one of those people. If you haven't already, go to warhornmedia.com forward slash give, make your contribution, and help us cross the finish line. Yeah. If you're wondering, do I make a difference? Yes. The answer is yes. Very much. Definitely. Very much. Every little bit helps. And we we want to be able to do these things for free. And so we we need your help to do that. We're we're not like jacking our book prices up or hiding a lot of content behind paywalls or the different kinds of things we could 
do that would be at the expense of the people that we want to help, which is you, the listener. We want to be able to offer this stuff to the world for free. And the way that we offer it for free is that somebody pays for it. So that's what we ask you to do at the end of the year. So once again, warhornmedia.com forward slash give or if you'd like to give, have ongoing support, be part of the discords where you can leave articles for us to talk about on an episode like this. Go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Until next time. Stay sane. I can't find the music. You're a loser. Loser. <laughs> You're a loser. Loser. 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 You're a loser. Loser.